Hello there. Welcome to Star Wars Warts and All, a podcast where we discuss all the things we love about Star Wars Warts and All. My name's Will, and joining me again are my good friends Ben. Hello. Bill. Hi. And Chris. I thought he was a myth. Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got good that one. one. I got that yeah. one. Well, tonight we consult the sacred Jedi text to discuss Legends Reborn. Why is Rex so worried? What does he know that I don't? Malachor has always been off limits to Jedi. Why? Old legends. Stories told to us as younglings in the temple. There's always a bit of truth in legends. So today we're going to talk about the legends continuity. And more specifically, what from Legends has made it to the Star Wars canon? Let's start by talking about what Legends means, uh, just in case. Star Wars Legends today used to be called the Expanded Universe, or the EU, right? They're one and the same. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Think books, comics, pretty much anything that came out that was not a movie. When was it the EU? When was it? What? Yeah. When did it change? I don't know if that was an official term or if it was just what the fans called it, the expanded universe. Yeah, over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that wasn't on the screen was pretty much considered the EU because it's not official. You know, it's not not made by Lucasfilm. Uh, Right. Yeah. And the the EU prior to 2014 when when Disney, you know, took over. Uh, the EU is extensive, and it was all considered to be one level of canon or another. But th- all of these books and comics and series and you know video games, they all fit in the Star Wars canon, and it was it was crammed pretty tight. Well, and it was all independent writers and stuff too, right? It wasn't like there wasn't well, there really. Was, no, there was still some control from kind of an overseer in the Lucasfilm. Uh, what did they call it? Lucas licensing or something like that? I'm sure, okay. yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. And there were different levels of canon, but I don't want to get too into that because that's all dead. It's gone. Good. Disney killed it. (laughs) For better or worse. A lot of people were upset when Disney decided that the EU was no more, essentially. They said everything non-George Lucas involved is wiped clean from Star Wars canon and is now relegated to legend. So you had... The, at the at that time, the six Star Wars films, just the prequels and the original trilogy, and the Clone Wars film, kind of a you know little animated film, and the show uh, that was run by Dave Filoni and and produced by George Lucas. So that was the official stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people were upset when that happened because a lot of people were very invested in the EU. Honestly, if I was more invested in it, I probably would have been more upset. Well, yeah. I mean. But there's some stuff that can remain buried and stay buried, and I won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. stuff, but there's also a lot of good stuff that you know. But I think you spend years learning and you know, basically studying these these characters and things. But when I think that where the beauty of this is is they can start bringing in some of these aspects to tell the stories and get people excited because they're like, oh, that that was. From this Legends that I really liked, and now now it's in canon again. Right, and mm-hmm. the best thing in my, in my mind, I was excited because that meant Disney had a clean slate to do whatever they want, to tell interesting stories, to create new characters, and do what you just described, Bill, at the same time. And that's pretty much what they've done, so oh, yeah. I am a happy Star Wars fan. I mean, right. obviously, we yeah. all four of us I, I mean, they're going, they're going through and they're cherry-picking all the, the great stuff, 
and they're leaving all the other stuff behind. The, yeah, the, slowly but surely. I think you're right. The longer the using Vongs stay away from actual canon, the happier I'll be. <sighs> I don't mind them. <laughs> Whatever. I don't Ugh. even. I don't know what that is. It's New Jedi Order. Is that what that is? Yeah, that series. That's the later, <laughs> the later EU stuff. Yeah, there's whole oh. like future, you know, well into the future, farther than Disney's even gone yet, frankly. So there could still be, you know, elements of those books, uh, like the what was it, New Jedi Order? And there's one Legacy of the Force or something that was like way, yeah, in the distant future. yeah, 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 like I, generations later. Yeah, I never I read any of that stuff. Yeah, no, but. Um, what we're going to do is just talk about some of the bigger things that have returned. So they were wiped clean because George Lucas had nothing to do with them, but then Disney reincorporated them in their newer projects, which is basically since 2014, right? Yes. Sure. All right, let's get to it. Let's start with the big one, the big man, yeah, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and say right now, confess, that I have not read any of the original Thrawn stuff. Wow. Oh, you really you should. Did, huh? no. You really should. Yeah, those were that. Those yeah, were those were considered the, the sequel trilogy back in the day, pretty much. Right, right. right. You wrote, so yeah, Timothy yeah. Zahn yeah. in 1991 wrote, uh, starting with *Heir of the Empire*. He wrote what's basically like Chris said, called the sequel trilogy uh, of the EU, which are three books centered around this new villain, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and his machinations and whatnot. He's not a he's not a Jedi or a Sith or anything. He's just he's an imperial commander who has this like uh, supreme sense of strategy and intellect and cunning and he, he, he somehow just you know corners the rebels at every turn is this yeah he's you know, one of those he, villains who's always 10 steps ahead right and what um, uh what alien species is he is it chiss i That's thought right. ben would field that one that was all right uh, chris beat you too waiting. I, yeah I was dragging your dis- describe him then yeah, with, with all his glory. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, so they're humanoid aliens with blue skin and red eyes. Now, originally they had just pure red eyes, but I guess they added pupils into the to the canon now, and it's kind of <laughs> so, unnerving. I think it's I think it's more normal looking with pupils. Would you th- it would be more unnerving if they were just straight red. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> just they're, red eyes. Yeah. Intimid- that's intimidating. The pupils just make it look like he needs some clear eye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty chill all the time. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's hitting Jabba's uh, hookah. Right. <laughs> uh, but the, I think the biggest deal with Thrawn was, you know, not just the fact that it was it was widely accepted by fans as, like, the sequel trilogy, but also Timothy Zahn's books really kicked the eu into high gear like it really kind of made it what it is like it proved that people were still craving star wars in 1991 and it really i think it helped kick george lucas in the pants and start doing the special editions and the prequels too probably yeah i mean that's how i've heard it it kept kept that fan base going and oh yeah craving more so yeah it it was a there was going to be a point in time where he entered canon, and I, I am so glad that he did, and the, and how well executed it was. Right, so that, that was kind of cool, because so Grand Admiral Thrawn was a character who mainly existed after the Return of the Jedi in the EU. Right. But after the reset, after he became Legends, Disney inserted him into the show Rebels mm-hmm. in season three I think he like basically became the big bad from season three all the way through to the end of the series yeah it's right. when Rebels got it was like the peak 
it it got really good at that point and he was a very worthy villain i would say yeah no more lightsaber helicopters <laughs> okay <laughs> wait no they still use i think they still add those they're still capable. They just choose not to do it. Uh. <laughs> Anyone could do it. It's just, why would you? I think another thing, though, that's really cool about Thrawn's Return is the fact that Disney tapped none other than the original author, yeah. Timothy Zahn, uh, yeah. to write more Thrawn books, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad. So, I mean, yeah. who better? Yeah, it's like a brilliant move. I think fans overall are very happy with the treatment of Grand Admiral Thrawn, even if they were initially upset after he was uh, wiped from existence temporarily did they did oh. they consult with him uh for the show for the character on the show too i'm sure they or, must yeah. Have. yeah i mm-hmm. think they went mm-hmm. to him as soon as they you know were planning on bringing him back they it, wanted timothy's not involved yeah because the, the book only came out you know a few months after his first appearance on rebels so they must have been in development right. at the same time yeah, right. yeah oh yeah okay and he's also brought to life for the first time on the screen uh by voice actor lars mickelson who is uh brother right of mads mickelson i think so yeah i think he's just so, making yeah. that up galen oh, okay. himself. no it is yeah they're related yeah, okay yeah definitely related i think they're brothers mm-hmm. and the rumor has it he's also going to be playing thrawn in live action I hope in so. the upcoming there's, ahsoka show there's a couple of rumors about that though too benedict the, gumberbatch or maybe that's just a wishful thinking by people. I think I that's know. a wishful I, it thinking. Definitely is. That might have just been fan yeah. casting. He fits the part just as yeah. far as like you know being skinny and tall. Looking the part. Yeah. They already put uh, Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan, so there's no reason not to put him in as Thrawn. Yeah, no, that's true. He's got the yeah, physicality for it. Like he looks <clears throat> the part, so there's no reason. Oh, not yeah. to. Yeah, totally will work. Yeah, and he's like he's older than Thrawn, but Thrawn's going to be older in the future. So <laughs> right. just hearing yeah. the same voice would would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You were so young when you survived the Clone War. No wonder you are as equipped in spirit to fight as well as you do. War is in your blood. Right, because the he was mentioned, he was name dropped by Ahsoka in uh, that Mandalorian season two yep. uh, episode. So he's definitely coming back, whether it's Lars Mikkelsen or not. But it's kind of interesting to think. If Thrawn returns, could they retell parts of the old "quote unquote" EU sequel trilogy? Sure. Or is that kind of out of the question? No, I don't, I, don't I don't think it's out of the question because in those old books, he was out in the what the the unknown regions, right? And that's right, kind of where they sent him at the end of Rebels. Oh, that yes, that's so really interesting. Maybe right. he discovered the Emperor's. Lost New Fleet oh, is kind of like the yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> uh, the whole part of the trilogy of books was that there was like this whole Lost Fleet, which like I guess we kind of saw in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, see that that's my yeah, that's uh, kind of how it is. Yeah, right it now, so maybe yeah. it doesn't quite work out. It's already yeah. been done. Yeah, I feel like what they're gonna probably do is they'll probably reuse a lot of the old Thrawn stuff and just replace characters with like Ezra and now Ahsoka who's now looking for Thrawn. That's true. So it wouldn't involve like Luke, Leia, and Han. It'll just right. use the... Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Maybe just to some... Like on a smaller scale almost. Right. Like still, still a threat, but not the big threat because we already know what that is. You know? Right, right. Yeah, I, I will say when that, that reveal happened in The Mandalorian, I got 
super excited. Because, yeah, for, to a fan, when you hear that, it's like, oh, Ahsoka's getting her own show. Like, they don't even need to announce it. It's like, well, that's yeah, where this is going. Right. Like, this has to be where it's going. <laughs> but even as someone who wasn't invested in Thrawn before Rebels, like, he became such an iconic character from that, that I was super excited to hear that there was going to be more with him and, and, right. and people yeah. from Any, the characters That from was Rebels. his plan all along. Any, <clears throat> right. That, that's the common complaint with him, at least that I've that I know. Anytime there's a minor or major setback. <laughs> oh, yes. That was it's, part of my plan all along. Oh, I am a master strategist. Yes. That's, <laughs> I accounted for this very happenstance. It's like the, the space whales just carried you off to the unknown regions through hyperspace. <laughs> yes. Just the giant space whales showed up exactly as planned. I knew this would happen. <laughs> but anyway, going back before what Bill was saying. I like it when animated references come back in live action shows because it it just involves everyone, you know. Because some people only watch the cartoons, or, or or the younger audience maybe only watch the cartoons. The older audience generally stays away from the cartoons, depending on who you are. But having something that Let's, crosses yeah. over is is great because it involves everyone, gets more people invested in both sides of the the universe. So it, right. you know, it just ties everything together, and it, it spans generations, spans trilogies. So that's you know, I've been thinking as we have done more and more episodes of this podcast, I've really come to realize that there is nothing else like Star Wars because nothing else does that what you just described, where you can like learn about a character in some in some you know cartoon show, and then all of a sudden pick up a book. It's a completely different story, but it fits in with the timeline, so it's the same character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you get him in a show, and then who knows? We'll eventually see him in a movie or so. Like it's so interconnected, and and it's like we said we've said previously. It's like it legitimizes those characters or whatever when you bring them to live action from a cartoon, right? Well, yeah. How many yeah. giant franchises are backed by Disney and have Dave Filoni at the helm of some of this stuff? And, but, but good on them for reining things in and not just letting any old person come up with their own story and throw it out there with the Star Wars name on exactly. it just to get some money. Right, yeah. There's a serious amount of, you could call it quality control or whatever, just story control. And, you know, it has its good and bad elements, but we, we couldn't have this without that. Right. right. So, you, gotta, yeah. you know. That's what happened all, with the, the EU. The best. People just throwing stuff left and right without yeah, any, yeah. you know, uh, more strict control. But. Right. Uh, we should also mention, though, with Grand Admiral Thrawn also came some other things that were part of that trilogy. Like, the the big one in my mind is is this whole race of the Nogri, which was very flushed out in that book yeah. series. Yeah. Admiral Thrawn has a little sidekick, I guess, bodyguard named Rook. Valet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rook? I don't know if I could say it right. There's a special way to pronounce that. My agent, Rook will arrive shortly. It's like six R's. But we could be seeing more of them, too, Like as, <laughs> as it goes on. We could see more of that connection, because the Nogri are deeply connected to Darth Vader, and then, by extension, Princess Leia. Right, they had a big connection with her. As the daughter of Vader. Lady Vader, yeah. they called her. I think Timothy Zahn had originally written them to be the Sith. Oh, like the race of Sith. Hmm. And then Interesting. they changed that up a little bit. The second uh, big legend return that I wanted to mention, just because I feel like I've been seeing so much of it lately and it kind of cracks me up, <laughs> is uh, the return of Life Day. <laughs> it's back. Only ever really seen in the 
infamous Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, so can you explain it a little bit? I would rather not. (laughs) (laughs) The... So 1978. Is this Wookie Christmas? No, it's more Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. uh, but it's it's become kind of associated with Christmas. But the idea of Life Day, as it was presented in the ho- in the holiday special, first of all, maybe we'll have to do a little more deep dive into the holiday special. But I firmly believe that it is unwatchable. <laughs> you want to talk about a wart? That's probably yeah. You cannot watch it unless you are you know heavily consuming alcohol. <laughs> If you're, or if you're maybe with friends and your and your purpose is not to watch it but to riff on it, then it's a little more easy to stop. But like on its own, it is nonsensical madness. <laughs> it's just crazy. Stay tuned for in, in about three months from now for the watch along holiday special yeah. episode. <laughs> we should yes. do a live episode. Yeah, yeah. it'll be like s- sitting down with Borg Gullet because we're gonna slowly lose lose one's mind. <laughs> So right, we're all pilots. We're good. But the idea is, yeah, it's, so it's on Kashyyyk. Uh, the Wookiees are celebrating Life Day, where they basically are just, like, honoring all of the interconnected wildlife and, 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 uh, and things on, on Kashyyyk. That, I think that's the basic idea, right? It's, so it's, it's more Thanksgiving, because I think it aired in November, like November 17th. Sounds like, a, sounds like an appreciation of the Force, you know, embracing yeah, what's yeah, right. Oh, yeah, def- sure. definitely ties into that. Uh, in fact, its first appearance in new canon came from, well, the first mention, famously, was in the Mandalorian premiere episode when the, uh, what, what is he called? I want to say Mithril, but I mithril. know that's not it. No, it's a Mithril. That's, no, it's not the armor that Frodo wears. <laughs> M- that's M-Y-T-H- R O L, Mithral, Mithral, yeah, Mithral. Okay, the blue fish guy. Yeah, the blue fish guy played by Horatio Sands. Yeah, <laughs> he mentioned Life Day being back home for Life Day, and since then Disney has decided, you know what, we're gonna run with this. Because <laughs> there was a adventure Star Wars Adventures comic where Obi Wan and Qui Gon, back when you know in their younger years, uh, were on Kashyyyk during Life Day. And they were attacked by some Trandoshan hunters. So they were actually there for the celebration of Life Day. Mm-hmm. And the, oh my god, I, I didn't even describe. It is so crazy. When you, when you watch the Life Day celebration in the original holiday special, <laughs> it basically involves Wookiees wearing deep red robes. <laughs> yeah, like they look like they're wearing Snuggies. And they carry these round <laughs> crystals to the Tree of Life, which the set... Was, is just a tree and, and darkness <laughs> with smoke to cover up the fact that it's clearly just a set. <laughs> it's so bad. And then Carrie Fisher or Princess Leia sings a song to the tune of the Star Wars theme, which I'll have to insert here. Oh, man. It's, just, it's so weird. It's all so weird. A day that takes us through the dark. So I don't know if that'll be the new canon method for celebrating Life <laughs> yeah. Day. But 
but yeah, so so outside of that, there was also the the little Lego Star Wars holiday special from last year, mm-hmm. which isn't canon, but again, it was all about Life Day and getting together to celebrate Life Day with friends. And uh, this year, they're releasing a Life Day treasury, and I think it's actually already out, so I need to pick this up, but it's one of those books that's like in-universe tales or legends all about Life Day, and it actually includes one about the High Republic. Mm. And it's it's written by uh, I want to say Kevin Scott, mm. one of the High Republic. Sign me up. About. <laughs> yeah. And I even saw as I was looking this up, a cookbook's coming up, a Life yes. Day cookbook. Oh, of course there is <laughs> going to be one of those. And a comic, yeah. a one shot Life Day comic with with Chewie and Han. So yeah, previously it was only really seen in the holiday special. So I just got a kick out of the fact that not only is it back, but it's back bigger than ever. So they're just they're just going. So we got to see. They have yet to release uh, a high quality or an official kind of print of the holiday special. You can only find it kind of bootleg on YouTube. Right. Not that it needs to happen because, like I said, it is unwatchable. But <laughs> for posterity's sake, we need it. I well, think. they put the Ewoks and the droid shows and the Caravan of Courage yeah, on point. Disney Plus. Yeah, they must yeah. eventually put the holiday special on. They're just probably having yeah, a hard I'm time surprised. remastering it from all the old VHS copies. Right, maybe beta max, or they're burning yeah. them. <laughs> they burned all the originals. <laughs> yeah. the There's only melted shards left. <laughs> Do you want to run down this little list real quick? Yeah, some of the some of the smaller stuff that yeah just has made appearances in canon since. Yeah, so I mean, there's tons of like planets and stuff that's just come back through mentions. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, one thing I just want to quickly say: uh, a lot of this stuff comes from the old West End Games RPG. I don't think any of us ever played it or tried it, because it, it was kind no, of before our I wasn't our even time. sure what that is. Yeah. It was like I, just yeah. the first Star Wars RPG, because the, the Star Wars RPG now is, is still, I think, still made by Fantasy Flight. The, I think there's a, another version of it that is different, but yeah, yeah the main one is the, the Fantasy Flight Genesis system yeah. version. Because I know they reprinted a few years ago the original West End RPG book. But anyway, a lot of the stuff that we know from the EU really stems from those games, like yeah. as far as weapons and planets and, and races. For a and while, stuff. that was like a big reference compendium of yeah, stuff. Like yeah. they gave names to things that were in the movies that didn't have names and all that stuff. So good it's, on them. So it started <laughs> in the RPG and not in the uh, Timothy Zahn books? Because it was before the Some books, it, yeah. really. Yeah, before okay. the books really took over, yeah. So anyway, I, I just get that out of the way. What else have we seen, though, just referenced? Uh, Terrace Kasi was, I feel like, a big one that was mentioned in Solo after uh, Kira. It's like behind the door. You don't really see or do anything. You just know it's like some kind of martial arts. Um, right. And then Han <laughs> asks, what was that? And I just thought I'll, that was cool. I'll play cool. the clip here. It's a good excuse for You know, I, I thought that was cool, though, because Chris's character, character in Galaxies was a Mon Calamari Terrace Kasi master, I believe. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> Kung Fu Calamari. You don't want to see me at the end of a dark alley. <laughs> He's like a cook and a Terrace Kasi master. Yeah. It's a trap for you! <laughs> and Terrace Kasi, of course, being a form of like Star Wars... Hand-to-hand combat, Martial arts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a whole... There was a video... Was the Star Wars vi- yeah, fighting video game. I did not play it ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, Masters of Terrace Kasi. Yeah. It was, yeah, but it was, it was PlayStation or Genesis or something that I didn't have. It was PlayStation. I was, I was reading a little bit about it in, from the Legends, and it was, I guess, originally a form of fighting to counter Jedi... 
Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And mm. actually, there's a whole thing. I guess in canon now, it was like Darth Maul was the master in it, so he taught Dryden Voss, who taught Kira. Oh, that makes sense. Maul taught Dryden. Yeah, Voss. it was sure. kind of interesting, interesting, actually. But yeah, it was exciting to hear that in Solo because yeah, a little little reference throwback. Is it because yeah. they used vibro blades in it? Are vibro blades a defense against lightsabers, or is it just the material that's in them? Is I don't I don't think, think vibro would think they, be. Yeah, I think the only thing that is no. is the dark saber, really, or or, or Beskar. Beskar, pure Beskar, pure Beskar. Or, or whatever those electrified staffs are. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, those electric yeah. staffs and uh, whatever oh. the stormtroopers have in Force Awakens. The yeah, actually, the um, that reminds me the baton things. Yeah, probably s- similar technology. I Supposedly, imagine. Supposedly, the uh, Praetorian guards in Last Jedi were also Terrascasi trained. That oh, was Terrascasi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like Terrascasi they were using. Oh, so so yeah. they're they're taught from mm-hmm. an early age to only fight one at a time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. What do you know? Chris, that was the best scene they in the movie. They were coming at him. It was like three on one for Kylo Ren. I was, I, yeah, I'm, it, that was for that one listener. It was like, yeah, that fight was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shadows of the Empire's fans can rejoice because Dash Rendar is back in canon. A yeah. little bit. A little bit. I did see that. No, there's just one little mention of him in a, in a children's book. <laughs> it was a, it's a book written for the solo movie. And the author wanted to put him in there because he's just basically Han Solo when Han Solo wasn't available. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Um, I was excited in that first episode of the uh, second season of The Mandalorian with the Krayt Dragon. Yeah. When they killed it and the Tusken Raiders were rooting through its corpse, I'm like, please let there be a Krayt Dragon Pearl. And then there was, and I was super excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that whole sequence was very reminiscent of the Knights of the Old Republic battle with the crate dragon with the explosives that, under the ground and stuff is that where it, the pearls originated where, so where were the, the pearls were in nigel republic they were in galaxies uh clone <clears throat> commando Bly had two dc-17 pistols that had handles made out of crate dragon pearls oh god like <laughs> i don't know where it first appeared and yeah I'm han solo used a crate dragon pearl to pay his way into the sabak game where he won the millennium falcon from lando Oh, in what the original. Was that, in? In that was in the yeah. EU. Yeah. Oh, okay. Legend. Yes. Which it's only. A do you know which book? Um, I does it predate Knights of the Old Republic? I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. Yeah, it probably does. It was that like Han Solo trilogy. Mm-hmm. I think it's True the or something. The Hut, the Hut no. Gambit. I think. The Hut Gambit. Oh, yeah, that was part of the Han Solo. Trilogy. Oh, I remember reading some of that Han Solo stuff back in the day. Yeah, yeah they were pretty good too. That was. Yeah, good they stuff. were. Because when Solo came out, it was again that people were hoping that they'd pull in some of. Um, it, it's yeah, it's all fertile ground if they keep Alden Ehrenreich to do some of this stuff with the younger Han. True, should do it. True. Yeah. I another thing that uh, popped in my mind quickly: the whole idea of the Emperor being cloned mm-hmm. in Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. was done in a comic book series, which was again one of the earliest uh, EU examples. This series called Dark Empire, which right. was all about Palpatine returning as a clone. Mm-hmm. So that was like, you know, if, if that felt a little far-fetched or like something out of a comic, well, it was. Right. So there you have it. And also, that means there's hope for Mara Jade to come back, because she was in that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see that. Uh, so, yeah. All right, let, real quick, let's just run down. We got to be brief, though. 
Because this Chris hates this anyway. But I don't, what, don't what, care. what are we? What are we still? <laughs> you literally said last week that you you don't care. No, he hates speculation. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily hate saying. No, he was oh, saying love- anything that's not considered canon right now is not worth bringing back. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this episode was Chris's idea, but he was true to form, the least excited about it. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway. But anyway, all right. The one thing I want to throw out there is one of my favorite Legends novels was Darth Plagueis, all about Darth Plagueis yeah. the Wise. And that, that came out like so close to the reboot or the, the, the acts of the EU stuff, right? So it's uh, yeah, almost on the border there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, that was to the point where I didn't realize it was Legends because it was mentioned. Right. Right. Well, he, he is not right, but all of he the exists. stuff that happens yeah. in that book, there's a lot in the book that's more backstory actually for Palpatine that's been wiped away. So that's still, you know, left up in the air now. Okay, maybe that's where the acolyte show will go into. Is it'll kind of be a retelling of Darth Plagueis. Yeah, I think we'll see this stuff eventually, the rise of Palpatine and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The place. It's, yeah. A, it's fertile ground. Yeah, story. But I'm just, I was a little disappointed because when I read that book, I felt like the way it interwove with Phantom Menace, because it literally overlaps with the events of right. Phantom Menace, it made, the, it made that movie a better story for me. Um, so I would like to see some of that stuff play out. I'm sure it will. I feel like that's a pretty good area for them to explore yeah. in, in some form. And now that we know that Plagueis did not become Snoke, as was the like one of the <laughs> predominant theories for a while. They looked similar. Now we, ex- now we could go back and explain what he was. So I, I read a bunch of the X-Wing series books in high school because I was really cool back then. Um, you still are, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you you're the same level of cool now that you were in high school. Yeah, probably. Um, it's just more acceptable now, I guess. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> we just we just don't care. Anyway. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. what it is. Uh, but the whole Rogue Squadron story about Gavin Darklighter was one of the main characters who's like the son of Big. He was a brother or a cousin. Uh, uh, no, okay. was, oh, because it's not that far in the future. Right? Yeah, no, it's like right. It's right after because it's like it's like New Republic stuff. I would be shocked mm-hmm. if. The upcoming Rogue Squadron movie doesn't at least borrow some names. Oh, oh yeah, no, total, totally borrowing some of the themes. I think. I mean, I don't, I don't think they've released anything about what timeline it's even going to be in. No, um, no. So I, I, yeah, I was confused about that too. So it, it could be anything, really. But you know, I mean, you guys knew I wanted to be a pilot at some point. So this whole X-wing series was kind of like Top Gun meets Star Wars. Right, it was a yeah, bunch. Yeah. Of, it was a squadron of X-wing pilots doing stuff all over the place. I don't. I don't even remember how far I got into the series. It started. You should in check out ninety six. There's a new series called, or well, not series. I think it's just a couple of books, but it starts with Alphabet Squadron. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen those around. I have no idea what they are though. I I never finished that book, but it was good, and it's, yeah. it's kind of what you're describing. Like it's it's a ragtag group of group of pilots well in the way they they tease the new movie rogue squadron was with um director patty jenkins yeah right? patty jenkins right mm-hmm. she was mm-hmm. like saying how she always wanted to make a dog fighting movie or something yeah like a top gun michael her Bay. father was a pilot i think yeah she's, yeah yeah so it yeah. sounds like it's going to be like kind of like a top gun star wars movie so it's it's yeah. super exciting i mean any anybody who is a fan of the eu legends stuff 
is got to be going straight to X the X Wing series. So yeah, right. I think I think it's gonna it's gonna fall in that same time period. Whatever. You I know mean, what? And Let's I do this next week. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, and true. I don't. I don't necessarily care about any of the old stories from the X-Wing books, but just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. the whole That's, that's a good way theme. to look at it. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It doesn't need to be beat for beat, but it'd be cool if they threw in some references, yeah. which has to happen. Yeah. Doesn't one include, like, Akbar's son or something? Uh, I can't. Again, I can't. I, I can honestly not remember. Apparently, they had some come out in 2012, which I, yeah. Oh, wow. I, didn't, I had no idea. I think Went there was a gap. Between ninety nine and like two thousand twelve or something, probably. Yeah. But there was another main character, Corin Horn, who ended up being like force sensitive. Yeah, I remember him turning into a Jedi. Almost kind of like a uh, Kyle Katarn type character. I feel like. Right. Right. That's a big name right there that I would really like to see come back to canon. Kyle Katarn. Yeah. There's yeah. Room, there's room for that to some extent. Obviously, he won't be anywhere near the same character that he was but i like the idea of having an adult who learns that they're force sensitive and gets some training in the force i think the way that the force is handled now you couldn't have somebody like you know in their whatever late 20s early 30s become a master jedi out of nowhere i don't think that's possible like right that's just not the trajectory of anyone else that we've seen in star wars history but i think like being able to just tune into your you know awareness or whatever and, and develop some force abilities would be neat yeah so we could st- yeah. we could still see a kyle katarn in that form but the other one that i would really like to see and i know a lot of other people would is the full knights of the old republic being canon i know the whole thing though it's like so just far in the verbatim past, it, it's so far in the past that it's wouldn't really mess too much up right. with what's yeah. well. What's not, the there's no reason why they couldn't. I don't know the story, but I don't re- see why they couldn't. Well, I think I mentioned this when we talked about the High Republic. My issue with it is it's thousands of years in the past, and it's just not different enough. Well, like, I think they can fix. You get I think right. they can do yeah. like some basically stuff. nothing happened for thousand because the High Republic they were trying to make an effort to say, all right, like Bacta is new now, and yeah, no, hyperspace I... is still kind of rough around the the outer rim isn't explored. They're growing, right? They're expanding to where we know it in the original trilogy. But you go back thousands of years, and it was just still the same old big galaxy. Everybody's hyperspacing around. I don't know. I think I I just don't like that. I love the stories that they tell within that time, but I just don't think it makes sense in a grander scope. Right. I mean, if, I think that you know there's I mean. some stuff that they could change. I mean, they called it what, Colto instead of Bacta, but um, it was essentially the same. It thing. It was essentially which... the same thing, but maybe it didn't heal as well. You know, it, they could, they could, yeah, yeah, they could well, twist things and, and, and make it and make it work. But I mean, I'm talking the characters. I'd love to see Revan be canon and and just like that whole aspect of it. Well, I, I yeah. think I think there's room for some of it. I think with the High Republic now, they've they've kind of set the scene for like the you know 200 years before this is the stage that we're they're in. So if they're going to go back to the old republic first of all i don't think they can go back thousands right because it would just it would have to look too different yeah that's yeah that's my point if if they go back that far then they could put it on planets that we've never seen before i mean we've only seen two really in canon moraband and tython so i mean you could 
do stuff with that. I don't know. I just I would love to see I mean, just some of I those mean, characters come back. I mean, it would be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting to see some of that, especially with the Sith, because, you know, in the High Republic era, Sith are definitely not a thing that they really talk about. That's true. Yeah, there's definitely stories to be told about the Sith of old. Yeah, Yeah. so going going back and kind of exploring that would would be pretty cool, and they could draw on Knights of the Old Republic and bring in some of the characters even. Yeah. It's it's doable. with thousand whatever thousand years between them, I guess it could come up with some sort of plausible disaster or event that happened that set back development that far to so yeah. that you know hyperspace isn't readily available. I don't know. I was just thinking I, I that don't too, know like the story, kind of so I cataclysm. Well, they had the, hyper, yeah, the great hyperspace war. Oh, that was an actual thing. Yeah, okay. in the Knights of the Republic history, and then the Sith just disappeared and never resurfaced again until Palpatine. So it, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. I don't put it past them to come up with some sort of solution to get this stuff into canon. Because yeah. why else would they remake this game and release it? And all of the characters oh, yeah, are available. True. If it's not going to be... Well, and they're redoing it. So they're not... It's it's a remake. Yeah, so the story, a remake, not a remaster. The story could actually... A, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. And all the characters... They know people want them because all the characters are unlockable in Star Wars Galaxies of Heroes, the mobile game. And they've made like black yeah. series action figures of yeah, Revan exactly. and stuff, right? Haven't they, they? Yeah. They've brought in uh, some aspects of this. They've they've mentioned things like... Uh, Malachor. Yeah, Malachor. From Knights 2. That's, that was in Rebels, right? Yeah, that was in Rebels. Yeah, that's where they met Maul for the first time. Yeah, the Zerka Corporation was cool when I heard that in the Master and Apprentice book. Right, talking about that. <laughs> yeah. And basically and just e- the, evil corporation. And the big one I mentioned before was Tython um, in the Mandalorian as the place where Grogu calls out to the Jedi. Right. That old. Oh, oh, is that from okay. Jedi ruins that mm-hmm. he meditated in mm-hmm. and created that pillar of light. So that's somehow yeah. related to the old that Republic. Means there that's this was in development back then. I, I, it's all gonna come together. It's poetry. Probably still never gonna play the game because I don't have PlayStation Five. Boring conversation, anyway. You know what? I bet like some of the stuff with the Old Republic and and some of the more obscure legend stuff, they could always just make it like an in-universe legend handed down from generations. That may or may not be true. Like, Old Republic took place so long ago. Who really knows? You know what I mean? Like, it could just be like, yeah. these stories may be true about uh, whoever, uh, you know, Revan I, and Malak and... It, yeah, I I just read the um, Into the Dark High Republic book we talked about last week. Right. I, in there, they one of the characters even said the line, there's always some truth in legends. I forget what he was referring to, but they, they always have a, a way of teasing that... Mm-hmm. Don't throw it away completely. You might right. hear about that in the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Chris, this is uh, what you're right. <laughs> Segue right, from right, where you right. left off. <laughs> where I tell what Ben should be saying, but I say it instead. No, uh, I'll actually do my part and say <laughs> that you can reach us at w o r r t s words and all at gmail.com. Also, words and all at Twitter and Instagram. So join us next week as we talk about the confirmed movies and shows that are coming out and we discuss those in length. And to come up with ideas that should be 
on, but aren't actually, and then we're going to be disappointed and complain about it. Oh, jeez. Nah. That's definitely Never not happening. Chris, just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Meatbags, for listening to this podcast. <laughs> meatbags. Actually, you know what? The term meatbags has, has been reinstated in Canada. Yeah, it has. Was it? Yeah.